Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Yo! Welcome in to the House of L podcast. I am Lawrence Holmes. Thank you so much for hanging out. I've been having a lot of fun over the last few weeks. Kind of turning the podcast over to people and seeing what happens with some of those episodes. And this is another one of those episodes. Although this one's a little weird because I'm actually I'm actually a part of this episode, which is going to be two episodes because the conversation went on for a really long time and there was a natural point where we could break things up at the end of this episode to lead into the next episode so that's what we are going to do but before we do that I want to let you know the people that helped make this possible if you're looking for a really great insurance agent then you need to call my buddy, Brendan Studzinski. He jumped right on board in being a partner with House of L in the truest sense of the word. You should call him. You want someone who's going to help you out, who's going to really look out for you from an insurance standpoint, give you the best rates, 773-868-0707. His website is really easy to remember. And it's probably easiest that you just go there. ChicagoSF.com, meaning ChicagoStateFarm.com. ChicagoSF.com. Here's the great thing about what we're doing. He's based out of Lincoln Park, but he can help you no matter where it is you are. For every quote 
that he gives. And you can get a quote right there on his website, chicagosf.com. For every quote that he gives, he's going to donate, State Farm is going to donate $10 to Pause Chicago. So all you have to do is just talk with the man. You don't have, I'm not saying go with him, although you should. All you have to do is talk with the man, and you are helping out a really wonderful charity. So go to his site, chicagosf.com. Get a quote. Tell him that you heard about him on this podcast. Like you use the promo code LOHO, L-O-H-O, and get that $10 for pause. For every, like there's the opportunity for us to raise a lot of money just by you getting a quote. All right, Brendan Studzinski out in Lincoln Park, State Farm, ChicagoSF.com. Please, as we move into this new stretch of House of L, your support of our sponsors is key to, to keep the independent spirit and entrepreneurial part of this alive, like your Taking care of us by talking with the people who pay the bills is really important. So talk with Brendan. ChicagoSF.com is his website at State Farm. Here's where we're at as far as this episode goes. So you, as you know, J.J. Stankovitz and I are buds. Like, that's my man. Like, when we work together at NBC Sports Chicago – like, I really leaned on him, and we had a lot of fun working together. And I thought it came across, so much so that when I had an opening for Bears guest on the score, he was the person that I wanted. And I'm glad that he was available throughout the season. Now, I know, you know he got laid off like I got laid off because of the structural changes that NBC Universal like nationwide or even the big boss of NBC Universal, I guess, walked away. So it sucks. Like it's a really sucky part of the business that the ramifications of like there are people who I know who might leave the business entirely. And that's the type of thing that always makes me sad, especially when I see talented people. So I like to keep JJ in the mix talking with you about stuff as much as I can. And I said to him, listen, if you want to do, he did the great interview with John Moon Mullen. If you want to go check it out, it's last week's episode, and it's so good, the interview that he did with Moon. He and I got together, and he said, let me think about some things that I want to do later on. And I said, no problem. Like, there's no pressure, no problem. So he comes to me and he says, listen, I think I got some content for you. And I said, well, what are you thinking? He goes, I want to sit down for a few days and really try to figure out how to fix the Bears. And I said, good luck with that, bruh. And he goes, listen, I would like for you to be on the podcast. I'm like, all right, I can, it'll be like, when me and you were on the Under Center podcast, he said, let's get Cam Ellis in here too. Cam Ellis is another one of the Bears reporters at NBC Sports Chicago that got laid off. 
and I'm all for it. I love Cam. I love how I love how he goes about covering the team. He's got a level of snark that I truly admire. So he said, let's put all three of us in a room, and I want to run by. Here's, here's what I think the Bears should do, and I want to run it by you two to see if it works. So what started out as an idea for maybe like a 20, 25-minute episode of House of L turned into an hour and 15-minute conversation about the Bears overall. And that's why I'm turning it into two different episodes. And you'll understand why when I get to the end. When we get to the end of the episode, I'll explain why I'm cutting it, that conversation off right there, and then we're going to restart it. I'm going to put it out later on in the week, so you won't have to wait long. I just wanted it to be in digestible bites because a lot of the stuff that we're dealing with is like we go through salary cap stuff and all sorts of stuff. It's a little dense, so I wanted to give it some room. More on that in a minute. If you are looking to purchase a new home or refinance your existing home, then you need to do what I did and call Team Hochberg, your trusted local lender. For more than 20 years, David built his business helping first responders and medical professionals secure mortgages and wanted to do more to say thank you. Every week, Team Hochberg rec- recognizes first responders and medical professionals for keeping us safe and healthy. This week, they are recognizing Dr. Michael McGuire, as well as the 70 doctors and 150 support staff at Northwestern Medical Outpatient Center in Glenview. He wants to thank them and support family-owned restaurants. Team Hochberg purchased all Vicino's Pizza in Glenview owned by Todd Denneberg. Okay. First responders and medical professionals deserve our appreciation and family-owned restaurants need our support. If you can afford to, purchase lunch from a family-owned restaurant for your local police, fire departments, medical professionals. Team Hochberg helped me, as well as thousands of my podcast listeners. But they can't help you if you don't call. 855-56-DAVID or visit 56david.com. This is not just what David wrote. It's the truth. When I bought my condo in Kenwood, he was there to help me. When I bought my house in Hyde Park, he was there to help me. He can help you. I'm telling you. He will run through all for you because he's kind of a crazy person. 855-56-DAVID or visit 56david.com. Tune in to Home Sweet Home Chicago, hosted by David, Saturdays at 10 a.m. on WGN Radio. Homeside Financial is an equal housing lender in MLS number 1124061. Truly, like, do this. Just call him. Seriously, call David right now. All right, not right now, but later, 855-56-DAVID. If you're thinking about buying or selling a home, call him, all right? So anyway, the three of us got together, and we decided that we would put our experience of covering the Bears together, and we would talk to you about where the Bears stand right now. As we are recording this, the Bears have not made any trades for a quarterback They have not signed any free agents for a quarterback. We do go through some of that in here. But J.J. took pen to paper, tried to figure out the Bears' salary cap situation, how he could save them money, 
and then what to do at the quarterback position. So take a listen. This is the three of us trying to work through it. Big thanks to J.J. Stankovitz and Cam Ellis for their hard work. I appreciate them both being a part of what it is that we're trying to do at House of L, and I appreciate them for their hand in expanding what we do from a sports standpoint, like having two guys who literally cover the Bears be available to my podcast I think is pretty dope. So this is what we came up with, Bears fans. Enjoy. Hey, everyone. I'm JJ Stankovitz back here on the House of L podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at JJ Stankovitz. And we've got the OG Under Center podcast crew back together, which means my good friend Cam Ellis is here. You can follow him on Twitter at Kingsley Ellis. And, oh, if it's just Lawrence Holmes oh. joining us on his own podcast. How about that? You're actually getting me out here. This is – this is like pulling me from upstairs if we were a football team and being like, hey, you want to you wanna come to practice today? Like, all right, I'll duck my head out of the office and come to practice. Yeah, we got Matt Nagy throwing passes <laughs> to us right here. The last good catch Anthony Miller ever made. <laughs> Sorry. I've been holding it in for three weeks. I've just had to know what else to say it, so I had to say it now. That's fine. Just say whatever you need to yeah. say. That's the whole point of, of having you two – on House of L, that you would be able to say what it is that you've always wanted to say. I mean, whew, Cam already out here throwing bombs. Uh, this is going to be fun. So I, I pitched this one to Lawrence that I wanted to go through a plan for the Bears offseason. And because I have nowhere else to put this, <laughs> because if you're just catching up, I was laid off, as was Cam, and by the way, as was Lawrence. Yeah. Uh, we all three lost our jobs at NBC Sports Chicago in the last, what, six months? I'm like the OG laid off guy now at yeah. this point. It was like, yeah. it was shocking when I was laid off, and now everybody's laid off. Yeah, well, I guess the OG person getting laid off from the Under Center podcast would be Moon Mullen, who I interviewed uh, John Moon Mullen on my last House of L podcast, which if you haven't listened to that, Really recommend you do so. Check out everything that's on House of L. Um, really, really good stuff. Lawrence, I really loved your interview with Matt Bowen. Thank you. Came out earlier. A um, lot of really good stuff here on House of L. And I'm just very, very happy to be a part of it. But what I want to do here is go through my plan for the Bears offseason of what I would do in a reasonable manner. Like I, Because what I would do, if I'm being honest, guys, is I would tear this thing down. I would, I would just blow it up and start over but the bears are not going to do that that much we know the 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 directive from george mccaskey and ted phillips was to show progress so how do the bears show progress with limited resources and a flawed roster this is how we're going to do it and i want to go through this kind of bit by bit section by section and get your guys thoughts on it two of the smartest Bears minds I know, and Lawrence and Cam. And we're just going to go through it and have some fun with this. And we're going to try to see if we can build a winner out of the 2021 Chicago Bears. Okay. So, okay. This is this is some heavy lifting that you're asking here. This, this is. is. Would you call it collaborating? I would say we are collaborating <laughs> on this plan right now. Would you say it 15 times in 17 minutes? We'll see if I can say collaborating 15 times. Yeah. in the entirety of this podcast was that was that I'm the not. count was the count 15 times in 17 minutes i don't think it was in 17 minutes but i think it was i think it was higher than 15 
I want to say we are there was up in like the high teens throughout the like it was about like 90 minutes or whatever. Yeah, up up the total length of that press conference and also up the number of times the word collaboration was used. Yeah. So, all right. So we're going to start easy here. I think this is this is something that should be non-controversial, which are the early cuts. These are the first things that the Bears have to do to begin building their offseason plan. So I have the Bears cutting Jimmy Graham, Bobby Massey, and Buster Screen. That will save about $16.5 million. What I don't have them doing is cutting Charles Leno Jr. Doing that would save about $6 million, but replacing both of your tackles in an offseason, that's tough. I think Leno is serviceable at left tackle, and not that you, not that he's a Super Bowl caliber starting left tackle, but your offensive line will be okay with Charles Leno at left tackle. All right, wait, before we start really talking about this, okay. which person has been at Bears longer? Which person has survived more regimes? Mm. Charles Leno Jr. or Sean Desai? I think it's Sean Desai. Because when I heard Sean Desai talking about Mel Tucker, I was like, oh, my God, you've been here yeah. since Mel Tucker? He's been around a sneaky long time there, yeah. So when was, when was Leno drafted? 2000. He was the Phil Emery's last draft, so 2014. So it's Desai by like a it's year. Desai. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's All right. crazy. All, All right. right. We've gotten to the bottom of that mystery. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, three guys who have, well, I guess Bobby Massey's been around for a little while. Um, but, you know, these guys, I think, you know, Jimmy Graham is old. He still had a role on this team last year, but you're saving a lot of money by cutting Jimmy Graham. That is, to me, that's an easy call. Bobby Massey. When he was healthy, was serviceable, but has really wasn't healthy last year. I think that's a pretty easy call there. And then Buster Screen, another guy who had some concussion issues, some really scary concussion issues. Um, but, you know, that's another one where you can save some money on that. So that frees up, again, $16.5 million. Um, we don't know, by the way, what the salary cap will be in 2021, but I'm kind of operating without worrying about that right now. Like, I'm only spending what I'm creating in this. Right. Okay. Scenario. Okay. Because, again, we don't know what it's going to be. There may be $20 million more that gets added to this, but I don't know if the Bears need to go down that road that far. So – Let me ask you both this. Yeah. Because this, this – since you both were rounded as this thing was starting to come together, what do the Bears feel about the last configuration of their offensive line? Because it seems to me – as an outsider, that they are they are bullish on what they fell into, the accident of their offensive line that they fell into, do they think that they are in a better starting place now offensive line-wise than they were maybe even at the beginning of last year? I got the sense that they were pleased with the depth they ended the year with, all things considered, and – uh, and I got the sense that while they maybe don't necessarily, they're obviously not going to stand pat, but I think that they like the idea of having, knowing who their swing guys are going to be, if that makes sense. Like, I, I don't know if last year's, whoever was, whatever it was against the Saints, 
I don't get the sense that they're going to be super thrilled that that's week one next year. But I, I think there are worse things to do than find, a, you know, a couple serviceable backup guys on the practice squad. Uh, it's kind of bizarre that they were just on the practice squad, not playing for like half the year or more. But I, it, I, I think they were, it seemed like they were pleasantly surprised at least. Okay, so is Mustafa, does he have the inside track to be the starter at center next yes. year? That's that's where I'm going with, with this whole offseason plan is uh, that okay. I am I am penciling in Sam Mustafer as a starting center because to me that the the needs are on the edges the needs are at tackle you can work with the interior they have of Whitehair Daniels Mustafer and Alex Bars I think you can easily not easily you can find three starters out of that group solid NFL starters oh. at worst and I think that's why this allows the bears to now push their resources toward the tackle positions, which is where I'm going to go with this. Um, I have some pretty heavy investments uh, in those positions because that's where also, by the way, that's where your offensive line traditionally needs to be really good. Obviously the, the advent of these, you know, incredible interior rushers like Aaron Donald uh, in the NFL have, have changed the, the calculus on interior guys, but Whitehair and Daniels are both second round guys. I think that's good enough on the interior. Plug in Mustafer, plug in Bars, however you want to do it. Two interior, two second round guys and an undrafted free agent, I think will work in the interior here. Yeah. I mean, the, it couldn't be worse than the last start of last year. So, but that, that means oh, what? Yeah. They're, they're only, the only difference is going to be right tackle. That's going to be the only guy that's different from last year. See where we're going with this. Oh, okay. I, I've got, you should see how long this note is, which is also, I'm going to need you guys to like rein me in a little bit on it. No, no, go ahead. Like this is okay. what it's for. Like go for your way through all of this yeah. stuff to get us okay. to where you're at. So those three cuts, again, keep, we're keeping Leno, Graham Messi and screen saves about 16 and a half million dollars. The next thing I'm doing, I am restructuring Khalil Mack's contract again. Ooh. Okay. That will save $12 million against the cap in 2021. It pushes more money into the future for Khalil Mack. But it, while I know people are like, oh, I can't believe Khalil Mack only had eight sacks or whatever. Khalil Mack's still really freaking good. I'm not worried about him. He's the second his highest graded stuff. pass rusher for PFF last yeah. year. He's, Khalil Mack is still going to be good into his 30s. I would trust that. You could restructure the contracts of Cody Whitehair and Eddie Goldman, but I'm less certain on those guys' future. Whitehair is only about $4 million. Um, you know, you're, you're talking about a guy who's nearing 30. Um, I'm a little more hesitant on him and Goldman on that, and you're definitely not doing it with Eddie Jackson and Robert Quinn. Um, and by the way, this is, this is where Ryan Pace, I think, hoped to give himself some flexibility with the way – you can you know move money around in these contracts, but with Eddie Jackson and Robert Quinn, you're not doing that. You don't want to commit yourself to a cent more to either of those guys based on their 2020 seasons. So you can't free up short-term cap space because Eddie Jackson's on an Ed Reed path. You just can't do that now. So the only move I would make here would be restructuring Khalil Mack. So now we're up to about $28.5 million okay. in cap space. This is the one where I really wanted to get some feedback on. I think you extend Kyle Fuller. And uh, Brad Spielberger, 
cap guru from Pro Football Focus, a guy who He's we had on the under center. I think we had him on one of the last under center podcasts. Uh, really smart guy, one of, one of the sharpest NFL minds out there, in my opinion. Uh, so he laid this out for our friend Kevin Fishbane in the Athletic. It was a three-year, thirty-five million dollar extension for Fuller, with twenty-one million guaranteed. It would lower Fuller's cap number by about eleven million dollars in two thousand twenty-one. So if you do this, now we're talking about almost $40 million in cap savings. But are you guys okay committing yourself to Kyle Fuller into his 30s for what would go through 21, 23, 24? So through 2024. That's tough. I, I would, I think if that happened in a vacuum, it wouldn't be the disastrous fire of a move that bears fans have sort of the trope has come to expect but i would sort of double turn do a little double take at that corners after 30 it's tough it, it can be done but it is tough they're, they're, they're they hit a wall pretty fast I, I think i think you're really getting what you're paying for in kyle fuller he's very very good in coverage but i'm not sure he's top market money through his early 30s mid 30s cornerback level well we're I, also not talking about top of the market money we're average we're talking about 11 12 million a year which would be a significant pay cut for him but you're saying cornerbacks don't get four years 56 million into their 30s this is the 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 comp that brad came up with here in the athletic was joe hayden's contract another former first round pick who got that extension into his thirties because you're right, Cam, it is risky to do that with a cornerback into his thirties. I think that's why it's a little bit less than what he was making in his previous. Okay. I'm, I'm okay with this because of the style of play of Kyle Fuller. I actually think that it's a style of play that can, he can play into his thirties. And if you have a pass rush, if, if we're committed under this plan to keep Khalil Mack as a bear and you think that you're going to have a pass rush for the next couple of years, then it can work out because you're not asking you're you're not asking Kyle Fuller to necessarily lock down a one and have him travel with number one mm-hmm. receivers because he plays so physically and that can backfire. I've seen guys play physically and then they bust up a shoulder and they're never the same player that they were. But I think that his style of cornerback could actually still work a couple years from now, making it worth it to me to extend him so that you can maximize the time when he's still young, like still inside the window of him being great. I think that it I'm okay with this. Like I'm 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 with this a little bit. It gives you some relief. It rewards a player who didn't stop playing when he got paid the first time, unlike others. And Who are you talking about, Lawrence? No, I'm not I wouldn't say any names, <laughs> Eddie Jackson. Um, but but and it's a player whose style I think could continue to improve in, into the last years of that deal. I wonder also if there's maybe some internal pressure within the Bears to do this move if they're gonna do it that there wouldn't necessarily otherwise be just because of who plays wide receiver in the NFC North. And like, there are wide receivers everywhere, but the NFC North, like they're just stacked. It's just stupid stacked. And like, I wonder if they just go, Hey, maybe we pay 
5%, or maybe we go to a contract that isn't normal for corners of his age, but we know what we're getting out of him. And we. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We know that he is going to give us A to A-plus coverage on these dudes for the next three, four years. That's worth it to us. Yeah, and that's that's kind of why I, le- I lean toward him, too, is that you do have you know, you don't want to make it the number one part of your decision, but like you got Devonte Adams and Justin Jefferson in your division, right. and you know who knows what shakes out in Detroit. Adam Thielen, obviously. I mean, Green Kenny, Kenny Galladay is still, you know. Well, if Kenny Galladay stays, in, stays Detroit, in Detroit, yeah. Well, although, well, well, you can imagine Kenny Galladay going to Green Bay. Whew. I can ima- imagine Allen Robinson going to Green Bay. Oh, yeah. That's not going to happen. Uh, based on what I'm Un- under the JJ plan, that is not <laughs> happening. No, no. Um, okay, so just to, to recap this, the moves that I've laid out will save about $40 million in cap space. Wow. The other thing here, just two other guys who could be up for extensions. Akeem Hicks, um, it would lower his cap number, but I don't think I'm extending a 32 year old who's been injured the last two years. For as good of a player as Akeem Hicks is, and when he's healthy, he does not come off the field. That's risky. We're talking about now committing money to a guy deeper into his 30s who has not been able to stay healthy the last few years for, you know, whatever reason. Could you get uh, Could you get any relief extending him one year? You could. Um, it probably wouldn't be significant enough to go that route for me. I would rather – see what Akeem does in 2021 and then make a decision on him next off season. And, and I guess by proxy, you're seeing what Bilal Nichols and Eddie Goldman do exactly in the upcoming right. season and, and say, is that a better financial option for us than extending Akeem Hicks? Right. Because you're, you, you're going to have to deal with Bilal Nichols in a year when he would be ready mm-hmm. to hit free agency. Um, and I think, you know, if you let Akeem play out his contract, see where Nichols goes in 2021 with Eddie Goldman back in there at the nose. Um, I think that might be a better long-term plan, which obviously that would suck to lose Akeem Hicks in any way, shape or form. The bears defense is not the same when he's not on the field, but he's 32. 
And these are tough decisions NFL teams have to make. The other note I had in here, guys, in all caps, do not extend Cairo Santos for anything notable. Why not? <laughs> He's so good. Yes. What? Why would Cairo Santos came out of nowhere? Yeah, that's what. That's great. Extend him. No, <laughs> because you don't have extending a kicker is something a team does when they have the luxury of not needing to address so many other holes on their roster. And you think a kicker would actively take away from that? Like what is like, besides that dolphins guy who got what, like a stupid amount of money today. You think Cairo Santos contract would like actively harm you from making other moves? I don't know what it would be. I mean, look, if, if you can get Cairo Santos extended for two years and 7 million. All right. That's fine. But like, if we start talking about like four years and if we start talking about double digit or not double uh, eight figure is what, what I'm looking for. Eight figure salary. um, No, no. don't do that. No, I agree. So I have a question here because we've, we've done a lot of stuff around the margins. We've tried to save money wherever Mm -hmm. it is that we can in trying to fix the bears. What I haven't heard is a plan for quarterback because I'm going to get to that. All right, because because to me you're mm-hmm. doing all of this for a reason, right? Like there we're we're this is leading to mm-hmm. to us figuring out who's going to quarterback the Bears because you can make all of these moves, and if at the end of this you're you're sitting here with Nick Foles and a draft pick, I'm here to tell you that the Bears are not going to be a playoff team. Yeah, and we're not sitting here with Nick Foles and a draft pick because this is where I. I struggled the most, obviously, is trying to figure out what the hell to do at quarterback. And I kept looking at these options and thinking, they're all so imperfect. Like betting on Carson Wentz, you know, trading a second round pick for Carson Wentz would be such a gamble that you're A, sacrificing the 52nd overall selection, and B, you are trusting that Matt Nagy and... Bill Lazor and John Filippo, who, yes, worked with Carson Wentz in Philadelphia, you're trusting that that structure will get Carson Wentz back to being a good quarterback in the NFL, not the third worst starting quarterback in the league. I'm not betting on that. And I'm not committing that, many, that amount of resources in terms of cap dollars, in terms of draft capital, to go get Carson Wentz. So here's what I'm going to do. I am trading a 2021 sixth-round pick and a 2022 fourth-round pick for Gardner Minshew. Wow. Black. Yes, I agree. However, (laughs) Gardner Minshew is cheap. The Jaguars don't have any need for him. And at the worst, Gardner Minshew's thrown 11 interceptions in 797 career attempts, while with, I repeat, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think Gardner Minshew fits like if the bears upside in 2020 was Mitch Trubisky running a simplified offense that didn't ask the quarterback to do a whole lot. I think Gardner Minshew is the best case to run that version of that offense. And look, is that going to win you a super bowl? No, no, very much. No, I should be clear. No, I don't think there is a quarterback who the bears could go get this offseason who wins them a super bowl. I don't believe that. What Gardner Minshew is, is a bridge quarterback to when you eventually go get that top, you go get your guy. 
And in the interim, I think you can make the playoffs with Gardner Minshew as your quarterback. I mean, the Jaguars in 2019, they, they went six and six with Minshew as their quarterback. Like, it's not like it's impossible to win with Gardner Minshew as your quarterback. And he's cheap and he allows you, by the way, to keep Allen Robinson in Chicago. Okay, technically, his contract allows you to keep Allen Robinson's contract <laughs> on the books in Chicago. I don't want to say that going to get Gardner Minshew guarantees that Allen Robinson's like, hell yeah, I'm going to come back to Chicago. I'm in. I feel like there's, yeah. Um, I guess. I mean, <laughs> it's just so uninspired. And maybe, and maybe that's just like life as a Bears, life in Bears world, uninspired is the right word. It's just, I, I don't, he, maybe. Maybe this is the right move on, you know, to make as an argument for a column or on a podcast. I do you think the McCaskies are thrilled if their if if their mulligan year that they've gifted this regime is Gardner Minshew? I don't know. And maybe yes. Maybe they get convinced by all the football guys they have there that this is the right move. But it just feels like there's sort of dual responsibilities to both make a smart move but also make a kind of splashy move like i, I don't know how much how evenly they're weighed but I, I don't know if gardner Minshew totally checks off either boxes my issue with this jj is that i need to get off this merry-go-round okay <laughs> the merry-go-round starts with mike glennon and then it goes around and then there's mitchell trubisky and then there's nick Foles. And then there's Gardner Minshew. I can't Uh keep in this space where we end up on the merry-go-round and it seems like we're just talking about quarterbacks who are interchangeable parts. I agree with you that Minshew is interesting. He's interesting to me. He would be – it would be great if you had him. If if he were already on your roster – I would probably be like, let's see what, what a Gardner Minshew can do and let's draft his replacement if, if we're wrong about this. I, I don't know if anyone gets excited outside of us for what it is we do <laughs> with Gardner Minshew coming to town. I think most okay. people are like, uh Like, I don't think that they would right. riot. Like, I don't think they would be mad necessarily – I just think they go, oh, so they're going to do that? Uh, that's just kind of. I don't can, disagree at all. Can but, you imagine? Can you imagine just another Gardner Minshew Nick Foles QB battle in 2021? This is it, what I'm saying. Like, to me, it's to wild. Me tre- to me, you're treating Nick Foles as a sunk cost. Like, you, I, I have them drafting two quarterbacks. So you, you think even... you think Nick Foles is QB two? Just uh, you can't move it set in stone. I think he's, I think you hope he's QB three, but okay. So I want to challenge you guys on this. Who is going to lead you to feel excited if the bears bring in, bring in this person and look, Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson maybe are available, but that'd be exciting. (laughs) That'd be really exciting. That'd be the most exciting. I don't think it's realistic for the bears to get either one. I agree with you. So if we are ruling out those two guys, are you getting excited about, Sam Darnold? No. Are you getting excited about Marcus Mariota? No. Are you getting excited about Carson Wentz? God, no. So, you know, it, are you getting excited about Jacoby Brissett? 
excited, like now, no, intrigued, yes. Yeah, right. But Jacoby Brissett, by virtue of hitting free agency, will cost you a lot more money than it'll cost you to go get Gardner Minshew for a couple of draft picks and, like, uh, I mean, barely a million bucks. Like, th- this is where you really have to be careful with your resources, which is why I don't even think you go play in the free agent pool. You go try to find this uh, this high-ish, not even, Gardner Mitchell's upside isn't even high. You try to find someone who intrigues you without breaking the bank for it. And that is, it is a extremely difficult needle to thread. But again, Carson Wentz right now, if the Bears go trade for Carson Wentz tomorrow, and they trade, let's say the Bears trade a second round pick for Carson Wentz, or the Bears trade a fourth round and a sixth rounder for Gardner Minshew, which reaction will yield more excitement in the fan base? Is it Wentz because he's a bigger name, or is it Minshew because I think they can. I think they can. I think they can sell Wentz. I don't think they yeah. can sell Minshew. There, there was something that was thrown out earlier today that that I'll ask you both because this name popped up last year. If rumors are true, the Panthers are going hard after Deshaun Watson, which means they need they would need a place to trade Teddy Bridgewater. Does it make any sense? for the Bears to now get Teddy Bridgewater when they clearly had interest in him last year? I mean, I think it makes as much sense, if not more sense, than Gardner Minshew or Carson Wentz would. I mean, I like these are all just guys you're rolling the dice on. And I, I like Teddy Bridgewater a lot. Like, I'd much rather I'd be more psyched about Teddy Bridgewater than I would be either probably Wentz or Minshew, quite frankly. Like, I, I just think that it's there, there's more to it he brings a little more to it so i don't know like it's you're just sort of like it's like such a grab bag atmosphere where you just like reach in and you're like i guess we'll try this quarterback and like if it works it works but it, it's these all it seems all very replacement level to me like this we're all just drafting guys with 0.0 war because like hmm. that's all it is that's all qb free agency really is teddy bridgewater is a better quarterback than gardner Minshew, but is he a good enough quarterback to account for the what would it be about i don't have it right in front of me but it's probably in the you know eight eight figure range difference in salary in terms of cap hit next year i don't think so teddy bridgewater last year threw 15 touchdowns and 11 interceptions gardner Minshew in nine games threw 16 touchdowns and five interceptions and got benched because the jaguars are just backing that tank up like and and again Bridgewater is a better quarterback than Minshew, but I don't think he is that significantly better to go pay the price that it would cost to go get him and then put him on your team. Is Brissett better than Minshew? Uh, I don't, I think probably yes, ultimately, but Brissett will cost you probably eight, nine, ten million million more than Minshew. At this point, though, and I know the Bears will not do this because you can't do this in your year, in your, you know, prove it year. Just take a quarterback in the second round. Like, I, you take quarterbacks in the second, third, and fourth round. Would anyone be mad if the Bears just no. like, went a little quarterback crazy this draft? Take Kyle like, Trask in round like, what two. What if they just drafted three or four quarterbacks? Okay. Like, it sounds so stupid. So, let me, let me get to that because okay. 
I agree. Yes. If the Bears just took a quarterback in the second round, it'd be like, yeah, okay, cool. That's 52nd overall pick. That's I think that's where Jalen Hurts is picked, if I'm not mistaken, last year. But if we're going to skip ahead to the draft real quick, I did – so I did this uh, doing a mock draft on Pro Football Focus through their mock generator. I got to the 52nd pick, and the best quarterback available was Davis Mills, Stanford's quarterback. Guess what? I got to the 109th pick. Davis Mills was still on the board, and I took him there. Um, where where did Kyle Trask go? Did he uh, go in the 30s or the, the early let 40s? Let me find that because I can – I think I should – can I see the Because whole... I, I think I like Kyle Trask better than most people do, and I know that there yeah. is a question of – of arm strength, but I saw some functional in-game arm strength that mm-hmm. has me more excited about him than other people are. Kyle Trask was 19th overall. Mac Jones 19th overall. Wow. Wow. Okay. So well, we're, well, then, ta- we're talking six quarterbacks off the board by the 52nd overall pick and five quarterbacks off the board by the time the Bears pick 20th overall. So well, I mean, he'd be in the first round. I ideally he could be there for them for them at twenty. There's a but lot see, of pressure I, this, that goes with is, that, though. I mean, man, I that is, I see. I don't like Kyle Trask or Mac Jones that much. That's my problem. Mm-hmm. So in the draft, I took Tevin Jenkins, who's a tackle from Oklahoma State, twentieth overall. And then 52nd overall, I went back and took another tackle, Jackson Carmen from Clemson. Because I'm saying we are going heavy into the offensive line. And I'm pairing these guys. I, I was like, all right, let's sign like a cheap right tackle. So I went and in this, I signed Mike Remmers, Kansas City starting right tackle, who uh, you might know from previous Super Bowls as getting his ass kicked by the Buccaneers. <laughs> Which but, one? There were just like seven of them. But but he was pretty solid in the regular season. And I think like, you know, one year, four million with like a million guaranteed. Um, you know, that at least gives you some cushion at right tackle. But I'm saying we're drafting we're drafting Bobby Madison's replacement and we're drafting Charles Leno's replacement. We're doing it both. So how happy do you think Bears fans will be to hear a Gardner Minshew tackle heavy draft off season. You're, you're, the PR campaign is going to be working I, overtime. No, on this I don't, one. I don't care about the <laughs> PR campaign because I am doing what I think shows progress. Okay, okay. For the Bears, and yes, that's like a. <sighs> who cares? Like you're going to go into the season with so much ennui about the Bears in this plan, yeah. but you know what's going to happen? The Bears will go nine and seven or ten and six and make the playoffs. Wow. Okay. And is that going to again like? That's not going to inspire a whole lot of confidence potentially, but I don't see a realistic way to go get the quarterback. Everybody wants keep Allen Robinson in Chicago and address the offensive line while, Oh, by the way, you kind of need some more weapons on your offense too. In addition to keeping Allen Robinson, like, I don't know how you can't do all of these things. So I am taking the sensible, reasonable path here, which gets you nowhere in terms of fan cred but in terms of pleasing my bosses, I think it gets you somewhere. There's a lot in there for you to try and digest. And I know what you're thinking. Lawrence, if there's more to this conversation, why didn't you give us the rest of the conversation? Here's why. The portion of the conversation where we go next, I think is really important. And I wanted it to live in a space 
that at least started out as its own. And we ended up going into a different directions with the second part of this conversation. But I think that you can't talk about what the Bears are or aren't without discussing thoroughly what happened with Allen Robinson. How all of this stuff went down, how in the world the Bears are going to try and fix it, whether the Bears should try and fix it, whether Allen wants to be here, whether he's ready to move on, what the Bears do if he is ready to move on. I felt like that deserved its own space. So that's why we stopped the conversation as J.J. is starting to talk a little bit about the idea that his plan is to make it so that there is an opportunity to bring Allen Robinson back. I wanted to talk about the mechanisms which would allow for that to happen. And that's what's going to happen in part two of this conversation. More on that in a minute. At the beginning of the episode, you heard me talk about my buddy, Brendan Studzinski. He is a State Farm agent in Lincoln Park. He is terrific. Our partnership together on this podcast raises money for pause. If you go get a quote from him, and all you have to do is go to his website, chicagosf.com. You go get a quote from him. He and State Farm are going to donate $10 to pause. It's a wonderful, wonderful cause, and it's very simple. You don't have to pay nothing. You can help the pups out by just getting a quote. So we thank him, and we also thank David Hochberg for his continued support of this podcast. If you're talking about finding a lender for your home, if you found the perfect place and you just want to get the dollars right, David Hochberg is the guy that you want on your side. 855-56-DAVID or 56david.com. And when you talk with him, be like, hey, David, I heard you. I know you have the radio show on WGN, but I heard you on Lawrence's podcast. And he told me that you were a stand-up dude and you were going to help me out. So that's why I'm here talking with you right now. Make You got to tell him. Because if, if you don't tell him, then he doesn't know. He doesn't know, like, is, is, is this coming in from the radio show? Is this coming in from all the advertising he does on TV? Like, all of that stuff. Let him know that it's coming from here, from House of L. It's important as we continue to survive and hopefully thrive. So thanks to both Brendan and, and David for all their hard work and for them supporting this podcast. Watching J.J. do the mental gymnastics of trying to figure out what happens next, I thought was incredible. Like seeing him re- like literally with a list of things that the Bears should do and what he would do if he was in charge was fascinating. And I don't want to pass judgment on what he offered you with Gardner Minshew in there. But I do want you to listen to part two of this conversation, which will be out later on this week. And you'll get an understanding of why we split it up and kind of broke everything up. 
it was great to be in a place where I could talk with those guys about the Bears. I, I think they're both terrific. So thanks to Cam Ellis. And a big thanks to J.J. Stankovitz. If you haven't told someone about House of L, I know I'm asking you to do a lot of heavy lifting. I apologize. Wait, hold on. Let me stop the music. I'm asking you to do a lot of heavy lifting on House of L. I'm asking you to be an active participant in what it is that I'm trying to do here. And I will tell you that it may become even more important in the weeks and months ahead. Here's all I'll say, because I don't, I don't like negotiating publicly. But I'll tell you that I am in negotiations with the score as we speak about coming back. But a big part of that negotiation has to do with this podcast. And I might have some legitimate serious choices to make about whether or not how important House of L is to me. And I'll tell you what I told my agent. It's really important to me. It's I'll die on this hill important to me. Meaning that if I'm asking you for your help and that help is really just you taking care of the people that sponsor this thing, know that it comes from a place of me continuing to try to make this a thing And it's my, I joke about it all the time, it's my little media company. And my little media company means a lot to me. And I want to make it work. And I know that I keep asking you to believe in what it is that I'm doing and express that belief by being around our sponsors. So please tell Brendan at State Farm, ask him for a quote. And please, if you are in the market to buy a home and you're looking for someone to do it, David Hochberg is the dude to do it, 56david.com. All right, I'll hit the music again. I thank you for allowing me to have this space. And I thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. Part two will be out later on this week where we will get into everything Allen Robinson and what the Bears can do there. Thanks again for your support. It means the world to me. It's why I keep doing this. That and the opportunity to pay people who I think deserve to be paid a really good wage for their content and their hard work. Talk to you next time. Peace.